Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Your official station to talk Yankees. The Fan, 1019 FM and always live on the free Odyssey app. Download it today. Oh, yeah. (laughs) In here. What a beautiful night. Breezy night beautiful night for baseball good morning good morning i'm on the other side it is officially saturday mets fans start putting that one behind you i know i know you can't if you're listening to this show right now that means you're not ready to put that behind you you probably want to vent you probably want to listen to some other mets fans vent and i'm gonna get out of the way i'm not a mets fan but i'm hosting the show tonight i feel for you i do not envy your position i'm glad that the yankees avoided the wild card Whether it's three games or one game, I hate the wild card. I hate the way it makes you feel. I hate the thought of your season ending. Like, I I don't like anything about it. I like watching it today. I like this new format. I love how they had it stacked like 12, 2, 4, and then 8. It was awesome. Um, The first game was the fastest game since 1999 or something. That game was done in 2 hours and 15 minutes. Efficient. Only three runs scored. And that game, it was just a sixth inning. Um, all of these games, it was really just one bad inning. And that's what postseason baseball is. Rays lose that game. They they strike first in the sixth inning. MVP of the team comes back, puts up a two-run shot, answers right away. Jose Ramirez wins a game for the Guardians. In the Phillies game, like I said, they went all the way to the seventh inning. St. Louis gets a pinch hit homer. I'm hoping that Matt Carpenter has some moments like that. Pinch hit homer. Uh, Cardinals are thinking it's sweet. Their fans leave in the top of the ninth trying to beat traffic. And here come the fighting fills. And they they didn't win by the long ball. But those walks will also kill you in the postseason. A couple walks, singles. Gene Segura single. And uh, that's all she wrote there. And, you know, they came back to score one. But 6-3, that game Finals, you know, Phillies, now they're like, yeah, we're pitching Austin Nola. We're trying to get out of here. We're trying to wrap that up. And then in the north, Rogers Center, that first inning, chicks dig the long ball, man. You you let Julio Rodriguez get on base, hit by pitch. Um, you let a double move the runners over. And then uh, the guy that they call Big Thumper, Big Dumper, Cal Raleigh, home run. And Alec Manoa was shook. He stayed in there, but... They could not get their offense going. I love seeing it. I love seeing the Blue Jays suffering. 
I didn't like seeing the Mets suffer. I was honestly shocked. I'm like, no way is Max Scherzer doing this right now. So I understand if you're mad. It's in his name, Mad Max. I'd be mad at Max too. That game was over just as quick as the uh, Mariners game was over. That first punch, if you don't answer that back in the bottom of the first or the second or third inning, the game gets longer. It doesn't matter if the pitcher settles in. It was a long night, and uh, you could tell they were – you know, zooming in on different people at City Field. They were getting the fans' reactions and their faces, and it's tough. You know, I keep thinking about uh, the fact that the Mets needed – this was such a good year for the Mets, right? 101 wins. Uh, they went all in in the offseason. They go and get the best pitcher on the market, Max Scherzer. They ante up, they outbid everyone. Then they go get a cast of characters like Eduardo Escobar. Shout out to him. His hot September continues into October. Uh, Mark Canna, Starling Marte, who, you know, Mamba mentality. Like I said, he played with a broken finger tonight. Uh, You go get guys like that to add to Lindor and Alonzo and McNeil. And they had a good team this year. It's the first year I really watched the Mets. I was like, okay, they got a bunch of all-stars. But they needed everything to go right. And here come the Braves, steal a division. They don't get the division with the same exact record. They can't win one game in, in Atlanta last weekend, and I feel like that was still weighing on him. That's, that was heavy. All you needed was one game. and You know, this season could be historic. It could be a 101-win Mets team, the second-best record in Mets history, and talk about a collapse. There were a bunch of uh, weirdo Mets fans in my DMs a few weeks back when the Yankees were struggling. They were talking about the Yankees collapsing. Aha, you're a bozo. Your Yankees are going to collapse. If the Mets lose today and get beat in two games, even if they get beat in three games. It's an all-time collapse. It'll be talked about forever and ever and ever and ever. I know that's dark. I'm sorry. Flop. It'll be this season means nothing if they lose any one of these next two games. 101 wins means nothing. If they lose, what is your confidence level that they can win two games in a row when they absolutely need it right now? 50%. 50-50 makes sense. I'm I'm a 50. And and again, it's like I trust trust Jake to an extent. This offense has been awful the entire month of September when they needed it the most. It has been awful. The offense tonight was atrocious. The best hitter on the team right now is Eduardo Escobar, and it's not even close to anybody else. It's double E. And Scherzer, again, I don't – and thankfully in the postgame, he didn't blame his oblique. And I didn't think he would. I don't care about his oblique. I don't care if he's hurting because if he's hurting that badly, I don't want him pitching tonight. He gave the game away on a silver platter, and you knew it, and you said in the pregame he just looked. He didn't look comfortable. Yeah, they had he the didn't camera look, on him. He didn't look right. He That's didn't look comfortable. Concerning. Just an awful job out of Scherzer tonight. And he will. He is now on the Mets list. He is now dead to Mets fans. It is it. I don't care if he's a first he's ballot. Back next year. I don't care if he's a first ballot Hall of Famer. He can shut down the Marlins and the Pirates and oh, whatever. Man. But in the three most important games of this season for the Mets, that's what that shows are starting. Yep. Yankees last week in Atlanta and last night, first game against the Padres, he spit the bit, and that's all Mets fans are going to remember. The guy's a first ballot Hall of Famer. Nothing against him. In those in that situation. Dead to Mets fans. He can't do. They, he that's came it. here. He's got to. He's got to throw punch. a no hitter. If if they if they somehow get out of this and face L A, he's got to throw the, a no hitter. I have no confidence in Scherzer going forward now. No, but see, that's why I'm saying you needed everything to go right. You needed this buy. 
He wouldn't have had to pitch. He would have had an extra week for the oblique that he won't mention. Well, and he's old. His old bones would have just had an extra week to rehab, to I, get I Normally, I would agree with you. And maybe I'm not because I'm bitter tonight and I'm not happy. I don't. I, I don't want to deal in maybes tonight. Yeah, I'm just based on you're about what, to deal in absolute on, on, on an absolute thing that happened on Friday night at City Field, and the Mets didn't show up. The fans showed up. There was forty two thousand in there. It was nuts. The orange towels. It was. It was lined up for them. Fastball right over the middle of the plate. Bell opposite field does what you're supposed to do with a fastball right in the, over the middle on one two count. Next inning, the Phantom uh, Lindor hit by a pitch. Great job out of him. Steal second. Wonderful. Listen, you have runners on base with one out, and you can't get anything out. The vocal back, whatever. It's you got to do better. Alonzo, who had a foul hole with a foul ball home run, essentially mm-hmm. first swing. The next two just stood right down. Just stood. It's it's like he froze. Rang him up. I watched. It's and, he, I like, and again uh, with Alonzo, this is a guy. He's never had a bigger spot in his Mets career than this. Yeah. Then last week in Atlanta and this game tonight, awful. Nimmo, awful. Lindor, awful. Everyone, awful. And I know Showalter is not playing, but at one point, someone's. We ought to realize that his teams are awful in the postseason. <laughs> I said to you before his we teams, started, I'm like, oh no, now you have Bucks history. Meshing with the Mets history. Awful. And I know Buck doesn't play. Buck doesn't play. Buck doesn't pitch. Buck doesn't hit. Nothing. But what the hell am I supposed to think now? Do or die. Back is against the wall. Talk about make it happen, Mets. Make it happen or this season ends. No more make uh, it happen. (laughs) Yeah, I won't say another make it happen. I thought they were going to make it happen. I I swear, when, when Eduardo Escobar, right, well, after they put up four in the fifth and Eduardo Escobar hits that solo shot, I'm like, okay. We're in the middle of this game. They have time. If they can chip away here, get two here, three here, nope, left guys on base. And they had nothing the rest of the way. Marte, a guy who hasn't played in a month, had two hits. Marte, a he guy. He stepped up with a broken finger. He had finger. a great catch in the outfield. I thought, honestly, when I saw him out there, I'm like, with that splint on his finger, ball will find you type of thing. Like, sure, we're going to see if he can throw. Didn't find him. When it when it found him, he made a good catch. He was ready to go, man. Some bad breaks. I told you, when that ball hit that foul line, I'm like, if that ball goes foul, it was an inch away. Ifs and buts, the... candies and nuts, that's baseball. Yeah. It's available to every team. And again, I don't – the season's not over. DeGrom can throw a no-hitter tomorrow, and then anything can happen, winner take all on Sunday. So as a Met fan, this season is not over yet. But do not expect DeGrom to throw a no-hitter. No! Expect them to hit. They have to hit. They, they put that's up one the problem. run tonight. Yes, that's Seven the problem. Hits, one run tonight. And that has to change. DeGrom can throw a one-hitter with 12 strikeouts, and if that one hit is a Juan Soto home run, it's one nothing, and we lose in the season. over. They got over. some dogs. Speaking of Juan Soto, right, Juan, so- Juan Soto was 0 for 4, but they got some other dogs in that It lineup. wasn't even Soto. Soto's been awful in San Diego. Let's be fair. Soto's been awful. He was awful tonight. He was over tonight. He got rang up tonight. And uh, just, who else made you a jerks and profile makes you pay with three RBI? <laughs> I don't it's mean just the, no, no, Josh you, Bell, obviously Machado. And I don't need Mets fans the bitching the and complaining that they didn't trade for Josh Bell at the trade deadline. I, I don't want to hear that tonight. Yeah, well, now everything. I that, don't want to hear that. That's what I'm saying. The Mets needed so many things to go right this year. And now in hindsight, it's like you're looking at every single thing along the way. The season's not even over yet. The season's not over but yet. Mets fans and, are looking at every single and thing. And what did I tell you when you first started working here in November? You are going to get into the minds of Mets fans. Wow, yeah. And it's the it's always the next shoe to drop. It's always going to be negative. 
I was like that. It was the Wilpon mentality. <laughs> it took me six months to get out of it. I was out of it in July. I was into Cohen. I was into like, your way of thinking with, like, you know, the tried- universe <laughs> and everything going on. I tried to talk you out of it. Like, I worked. No, nah, maybe I, this is your year. And it just doesn't. It, it's back. And do I need and I, a few friends at the game tonight? They're down three or four nothing. The DJ, the in-house DJ is playing. We are the champions. And all I do is win. Oh, what wow. the hell is going on? Brain dead. Yikes. What are we doing? Yikes. ESPN, I don't want to hear music. They switched the music. Once Once the Mets were down in that fifth inning, they changed to more like somber music in and out of the breaks. <laughs> like, this isn't competitive anymore. Usually it gives you like, you know, some type of juices going uh, up-tempo music when it's competitive. No, they were just hitting the somber beats. Like, yeah, we're just waiting for this one to end. So disappointing. And I was so confident when I saw Evan today and Lugauer. I was so confident. Why? That this team, you saw those two? They weren't confident. <laughs> no, but I was I was more con- I, I was just they said they were waving wavering a little bit. I was like, no, I'm like oddly confident. I think this is gonna be I think the Mets win and we're on LA. Like I just think we're better. Those damn black jerseys. I just, I, I just think we're I just think we're better than the Padres. I still think we're better. But yeah, now but Max Scherzer didn't give you a shot. Scherzer, he gave up three in the first two innings before and that's you it. could get going. And that's it. And you also, on the other side, didn't get those runners in from third. And you you squander those chances. And you can hear the crowd change. Yep. And you can see people's faces. You start, start to, to get just, nervous, even though fans have no impact on the game whatsoever. Fans start to get nervous. Somehow that permeates the players. But it's the impending doom. That, like you said, when I first started here and I was talking to you about it, I'm like, why is there always this impending doom? Sky is always falling. The next shoe is about to drop with Mets fans. There's Yankees fans that are the complete opposite for the most part. Yeah. They, I didn't pick the Yankees to win the World Series on MLB Network. I picked them to get there and lose to the Dodgers. I have messages, if you're going to pick them to get to the World Series, why? I'm like, well, I don't even know if they'll get that far. I'm not delusional. Right. And, and we've like, had discussions about where do you think the ceiling is for this Yankee team. Sure. And that's... And that's another – that, that ceiling's higher than the Mets ceiling probably. What can happen will. Mets fans knew that Max Scherzer could potentially blow this start, and he did. No, I was I, – I'm telling you, I thought I, – I mean, I was more concerned about Max's start last week in Atlanta than with Jake's start. I thought – because Jake, he's a depreciating asset who just is like always – he's like never healthy. So that doesn't surprise me a little bit. Scherzer, on the other hand – He's about to pitch his last game for the Mets and be out. Good. I I can't pay that guy forty. I can't pay that guy what he wants. No. He he's never healthy. And that's another thing. We're gonna get to some calls, but that's another thing. This roster is gonna change. Some they they have what to make we, decisions. The window we because we spoke about the Yankees have a window mm-hmm. and the Mets have a window. By and design, when, this was set up for the Mets to win the division, yes. get a buy. Right, and then whoever and whatever happens happens. And then it would have been I don't know. Could have would have should have like you said. It is what it is. It is what it is. We can only go based on. What we what we just saw and what we're seeing, right? We can evaluate, we can reevaluate opinions, but we can only talk on what the, past the information. Is the past. What's done is done. We are here now. Game two coming up. Uh, it it was listed as TBD, but it's going to be Blake Blake Snell versus Jacob Degrom, seven thirty seven p.m. at City Field, eight seven seven three three seven sixty six sixty six. Thanks for letting me talk, Keith. Of course, you got it. You, the mic. I told you the mic is always open, and uh, you and I have had so many conversations over the last seven months. Mets fan producing my show as a Yankees fan. That's Paulie who plays that f the Mets in the beginning. I didn't. I didn't want to play that. You know, I'm not trying to rub it in your face. This is a tough time. That was sad. This is like a somber night. This isn't an aha night. Like 
I felt more like that after uh, the sweep for the, from the Braves. Like, when you, you get swept by the Braves, that's a moment to just be like, oh, well, you lost the division like that. But no, tonight is a night where, talk about panic time. This is the most panicked time of the season. It's the most wonderful time, but it's also the most panicked time for Mets fans because uh, it's do or die. You're facing elimination in a season that you won 101 games. The season just ended a couple days ago. And here we are. You know what? I, I just, for the Mets fans out there, not all of the Mets fans, because there are some humble Mets fans. There's some smart Mets fans that know their baseball, that have seen a lot, that don't get too far ahead of themselves. But there's some younger Mets fans. Most of them exist online. Some of those goofies have called the fan, but they were touching the money. Holy. Talk about, I like, I have receipts that I'm not going to bring to the surface from Mets fans that have DM'd me. Most of them on online I have muted or blocked. But all season, it was like the big, bad New York Mets, the best team in the league, the best team in town. You better shut up. You better watch out. Stop being a homer Yankees fan. Yankees are going to collapse. Oh, you thought the Subway Series was exhibition? It didn't matter? Doesn't matter now. That's the take that keeps on taking. I had a, I had a take that <laughs> keeps on taking, and so did Salicata. I said the Subway Series in City Field, those two games, I said th- those games didn't matter to me as a Yankees fan. Now look at the two sides of the coin, right? You feel me now? I'm like, those games, I didn't feel like the Yankees put their best foot forward, so as a fan, I couldn't place that much stock in it. But Mets fans wanted me to validate them. I couldn't even open my phone without a doo-doo-doo. This guy telling me, you're a clown. You're a bozo. They're not exhibition games. You said these are spring training games. These games matter. These are the biggest games. But ultimately, they're not going to matter. And then I said, I'll see you on the other side. And when you came to the Bronx, you you saw me. I was sitting in the uh, legend seats behind home plate. That first game, got him. I think that was the game Judge broke Scherzer, hit that home run off Scherzer. He ain't been right since. And I said, sit down. Be humble. Those two games did matter a little bit more. Got the Yankees right. Yankees needed that. Packed house in the Bronx. They stand up. They get it done. And then they go on and win some games. And they don't collapse. But since then, that was late August. And the Mets waltzed into a cakewalk in September that we all thought, this will be a breeze. This, this is going to be a breeze. Nothing. The Braves, whatever. We got the Cubs, got the Marlins, got the Nationals, the A's. For the Mets fans that got overzealous, I just don't understand. With your own history, wouldn't you err on the side of caution? Wouldn't you know that, like, the past and, like, what? I don't know. I don't know. Keith McPherson on the fan, call me up. We'll talk all around it. We'll have some fun. Baseball. It's a blast. It's not always that fun. Max Scherzer just said, baseball can give you some of the highest of the highs and the lowest of the lows, and this is a low night. But you got to put it past you. When you wake up, the sun will rise, and uh, you got to win to save your 101-win season. Who else to take the ball? Not Chris Bassett. Jacob DeGrom. Keith McPherson on the fan. I will be right back. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. 
Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. US Q3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Just do it. Call the fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, you are listening to WFAN. It's Saturday morning, October 8th. Postseason baseball is upon us. It's the most wonderful time. I had so much fun watching baseball today and not moving and taking notes and looking at box scores and going on Twitter and reading stats and different things that happened. I think baseball won today. This was a great day of baseball for the world to see. Wasn't hard to find the games. They were all on ESPN. You can watch that with cable. You can watch that with the app. And they just rolled perfectly into another. For the most part, they were done before the next one started. And it lined up perfectly. I loved it today. I think for all of the things that Major League Baseball does wrong, for all of the misses they've had over the years, this kind of worked out right. Even with the lockout pushing this, um, you know, where it's, the season ended, the wild card starts, it goes right into the DS. I think it's fine. It's something we've never seen. New strategies have to be deployed. And, uh, man, if you lost today, that is tough. And if you look at it, the road team won tonight in Queens. The road team won in Toronto. The road team won in St. Louis. And the road team lost the first game of the day, but that's because it was freezing and uh, 12 o'clock in the afternoon in Ohio. Tampa was not ready for that. They were able to get three hits and one home run to get on the board. And the Guardians just needed uh, MVP Ramirez, two-run shot, done. All she wrote. I mean, when you're looking at these games, two things. It is about the aces of your staff. That's why I talked a lot today online about Luis Castillo. I think the Mariners are a team of destiny. I think that they're going to beat Toronto, 
And then I can't wait to see them tussle with the Houston Astros. They went out and got Luis Castillo. They pay, they paid the ransom, right? They anted up. They gave up those prospects. The Yankees couldn't do it. And I know some people feel different types of ways about what, you know, went on and what didn't happen. The Yankees didn't want to pay the price. They needed that guy. Instead, they went and got Frankie Montas. He's not even an option now. Uh, other teams could have went and got that guy. You could tell there were some teams that needed a guy like that. He was dominant today. And that's what it comes down to. The ace of your staff being an ace, which the Mets, look at them. Talk about, wow, the long ball as well. The ace and the long ball are two themes from today. That long ball will kill you. There's no way your starter could give up four home runs in a wild card game. And uh, you expect to survive that. The most runs were scored in Queens tonight. The Phillies were able to put up six runs in the ninth. No long ball there. Just getting to these uh, relief pitchers for the Cardinals. They were cooked. But it's all about your ace. Like Shane McClanahan and Shane Bieber, they battled each other until the sixth inning. They both gave up home runs. One gave up a solo shot. Other guy gave up a two-run bomb. That was the difference in the game. You know, the starters didn't even lose the game in the Phillies-Cardinals game. The starters were out. Alvarado gives up that two-run shot, and then they go they go and get nine in the in the top of the ninth. A team that hadn't been in the postseason for 10 years. I think the Phillies got some juice. I think the Mariners got some juice, being teams of destiny, right, to break their uh their droughts. And this Padres team, I, I spent the last week or so talking about how much this meant to the Mets and how more important this was to the Mets. And it still very well could be. The series isn't over. But uh, the Padres came out ready tonight. It's important to them, too. Uh, They don't have Fernando Tatis. They could make an excuse about him. Uh, Juan Soto has not been the Juan Soto we were all clamoring over at the deadline. Like, this is a generational talent. He's just kind of one of the other guys now. And A.J. Preller, his career is on the line. In my opinion, he went all in. If you look at the Padres team, look at you, Darvish. Look at Blake Snell. They went to get those guys, right? They went to get Manny Machado and pay him $300 million. They made the trade for Soto. And uh, they came into City Field tonight ready to play, and they took advantage of Max Scherzer. He didn't have it. I don't know if he was hurt. I think he was hurt. But that's something that you knew. Mets fans knew that. We're getting Max Scherzer, but like we're getting an older version of him. I already said tonight, he missed 10 starts. He's not the Mad Max that you've seen for the last 15 years or so. He is uh, a guy that I think is at the end of his career, and at the end of a season, and he just didn't have it. Leaving the ball over the plate. He's getting rocked. And now you hope DeGrom has it. And I don't know, I've said a ton, but uh, we've got 90 minutes left, so I'd like to let you guys say whatever you have to say. Call me up, 877-337-6666. Let's talk about it. I'll go right down the order. Sean is in Wilmington, North Carolina, first up on the fan. Hey, Keith, how you doing, man? I'm good. I had a blast watching baseball today. I know, man. It was a, it was a good time. Uh, we all know that uh, Scherzer blew it today, right? Forty three million dollar man. Um, disappointing for Mets fans. Uh, they got a shot for the rest of the weekend to come back at it. Uh, it's a little disheartening, you know. After he uh, had a bad outing against the Braves the previous weekend, and uh, you know the Mets just don't have the bullpen, man. That these guys, these other teams have, and. Uh, it, it, it's a little disheartening, man, and I feel bad for the Mets fans. I really do. Um, I just, I just hope that they uh, can pull together, and I hope the Grom has a good series, and uh, 
I'd love to see a Subway series like we all would, right? Yeah, it's going <laughs> to take um, a lot for that to happen. And then, uh... and yeah, all the cards have to align for that, man. It's gonna, it's gonna be a, it would be a magical thing for that to happen. But this guy's got to pitch better than that. And you know whether he's hurt or not, I don't know. Nobody knows. Um, he's got to pitch better than this, man, for forty-three million dollars. You know, and Absolutely. Uh, he's he's much better than what he showed tonight over the course of his career. But he's at the end of his career. It's tough. That's what you end up paying for. End of his, right. He's at the end of his career. And, they, you know, they, they bought an older guy. And the Mets have to hit better with runners in scoring position. They don't hit. Got to get anybody. those runners in. Guys are stealing they bases. Got to get them in. Got to score them. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, man, you know, that's baseball. Baseball is all about hitting with runners in scoring position and pitching, man. That's it. It's simple. Yeah. Anyway, that's it, man. Keith, have a good one, brother. Thanks for the call. They've been cold for some time now, right? They tried to figure out some things. Francisco Alvarez could give them a spark. Marte played with a broken finger. I'm sure he's still got a crack in his finger. There's no way that he's all the way healed up. But he's looking at it like, hey, this is my first year here. It's October. We're in the postseason. I can go. I can play. I'll be available. And he contributed tonight. The Mets certainly missed him over the course of this last month. And, uh, man, when you know it rains, it pours. It's like it started to unravel a little bit. And it just unraveled a little bit more and more and more. And one thing leads to another. You don't exactly get the guys that you want at the deadline. Uh, you lose the Subway Series in the Bronx to the Yankees. Then you get swept by the Cubs in City Field. And then you go to Atlanta and get swept by the Braves. And then you lose a division. And then you don't get the first round by. And then your old starter uh, isn't really ready to go and gets rocked for four home runs in game one. And now you look at game two and all that talk about Bassett. And, and I, I didn't even get into much of that dialogue on the fan. Because in my opinion, and we hosted a MLB Network Twitter spaces today, and I kept telling everybody, I'm like, I don't care what they said. The same way they said Marte wouldn't be ready, they put Marte in the lineup at 350 today. I get an alert at 350, Marte's playing. I'm like, oh, I like this. I like this. Shake it up a little bit. But I never bought into the, well, we got to save DeGrom for the DS. You can't play ahead. You can't assume that you're going to the DS. You can't make moves assuming that you're playing next week. There's another team over there. You take it game by game, especially in this new format, right? And in my opinion, in this new format, whether you win or lose that first game, you throw your 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 one and two, you throw your one and two. You win that first game, you want to close out the second game. You lose that first game, you want to survive the second game. You throw your best two guys. There is no, oh, well, if we win with Max Scherzer, we'll have the luxury of pitching Chris Bassett and saving DeGrom for the, like, are you serious? You might not get there. You can't play ahead. And uh, I feel like a lot of people talked it, right? And I'm superstitious. Paulie says he doesn't believe in superstition and universe and baseball gods. I do. I do. <laughs> I 100% do. I said my take keeps on taking about the Subway Series, Salicata's take, saying that the East was over back in, like, May. I'm like, whoa, that is crazy talk. I, Bolder man than me. I'm just a fan. That's why I'm just a fan on the fan. I'm not a professional broadcaster. I would never put no claims out there like that. That's way too early. Baseball gods hear that and they laugh. Men make plans and the baseball gods laugh. And here we are. And like, I, I just keep thinking about how much, like, this is such a, like, 
Mets thing. And I didn't want to believe it. I said to Paulie in the beginning of the year, nope, this is a different era. This is Steve Cohen's Mets. This is Billy Epler. This is Buck Showalter. This is a talented team. They have Scherzer and DeGrom. And guys like Paulie are like, but these are the Mets. They're still in those Mets jerseys. They still playing play in Queens. And it's like, wow, what a movie. What a script. What a story. Now, we don't know. Choose your own adventure. Which way is it going to go? They win with DeGrom tomorrow? Do or die on Sunday. Rubber match for everything. Or they lose tomorrow? If they go down in two straight games, this is a season that will be remembered and talked about forever. Let's go to Rockland and talk to Anthony next on the fan. What's up, Ant? Hey, how are you? Thank you for, thank you for taking my call. You got it. Go for it. So, um, you know, a few things that I wanted to say was, one of them is, first, everybody wants to, you know, crap on DeGrom. And, you know, when you talk about DeGrom, three runs, six innings last game, and everybody loved to, you know, go all over him. It wasn't that bad of a start against the Braves. It wasn't overall. And I know he didn't have great two, uh, great two starts before that, but just I feel like everybody needs to more focus on the fact that Scherzer is making $43 million a year. But also, I thought it was weird that in that first game against the Braves, Buck didn't pinch hit for Alvarez there when it was maybe a position to pay, maybe put against the righty, Vogel back in, but instead he sticks with Alvarez. And then tonight when it's 7-1 to in the fifth with a man on third, he sticks with Nito when Nito is not known for hitting at all, when we know that we need to get a spark out there. Maybe, you know, at that point, Nito's defense didn't help us when we already gave up seven runs. A little confused by that. Nito has been clutch. I don't know, man. It's like when you're running out of options and you don't have that many options, damned if you do, damned if you don't. But, I mean, Buck is not above reproach. Like, you definitely got to look at Buck. I was looking at him today when he left Scherzer in there, and I know it didn't really matter, but when Machado smacked him, I'm like, Get him out, but you don't have the bullpen, and you don't have the other options off the bench or, or guys to pinch hit. It's uh, an interesting situation because the Mets all year were one of the best teams in baseball. It looked like they had more than they actually did. Now that you get in the dance and you're looking at the team in, in this wild card round versus the Padres, it's like somebody's got to rise. It's got to be Lindor. It's got to be Alonzo. You can't, it can't be about Tom, Tomas Nito. No, I agree with you there, but I, I was just very confused as to how he doesn't go with the veteran in one of the biggest at-bats in the entire season in game one against the Braves there. And then when we're down 7-1, he doesn't just you know put in the guy who's supposed to be the offensive spark to try and get something going in the fifth inning. At, at that point, I feel like it's over. It doesn't matter. Thanks for the call, Anthony. Let's move the line along. Linda's in Forest Hills next up on the fan. Hey, Keith. How are you doing? All right. Um, you know, I, I I wasn't here last Friday. I was off. I, I took my sister to Yankee Stadium to the game. And, uh, you know, this Friday, I'm happy to be here. But I'm I'm not happy that we're not ha- happy. Like, we're not talking about a New York win tonight. <laughs> and uh, that was actually the most embarrassing loss of the day. I guess you could say the Cardinals was embarrassing. But that one, you know, just unraveled at the end. And now here we are looking at the Mets with uh, potentially one game to save their season or the last game of their season with Jacob DeGrom on the mound, who we don't know if he's going to be here or not. Like, this story has turned into... Exactly. Exactly. Um, If you would indulge me just for a few. Um, I was listening to the fan all day today, especially during Carton and Roberts, and Evan posed his question about, you know, whether... 
Mets fans were confident, nervous, and he and he said he was, you know, rightly so nervous. And I couldn't believe my ears with some of the Mets fans. You know, there's a there's a there's a difference between being confident and being delusional. There was actually one Mets fan that said last week's series with the Braves was a speed bump. <laughs> I heard that call. And I I was like, excuse me? In a series that really shouldn't have been must-win had Billy Epler not tried to pull his best Brian Cashman uh, impersonation with trying to uh, pick off scrubs off the scrap heap and trying to and you know thinking that they could possibly turn into the second coming of, yeah. of Matt Carpenter. <laughs> I call that sh- uh, shopping in the bargain bin, you know, clearance uh, rack. Know, That's what Cashman does. Had he done That's what Billy job, Epler did too. Had he done his job at the deadline, those three games in Atlanta wouldn't have been the must-win games that they were, you know, and they would have possibly had their bye and been waiting to face the Dodgers. Now, <laughs> this, I'm telling you, this team, it's just, you know, okay, I'm not absolving Max. He, he, was, he was awful today. But you have a two-nothing, you know, you limit the damage to two runs. Once again, they have runners in scoring position. Yeah. And the big boys, the big boys, most especially Pete Alonso. I cannot stress how many times I have said this about Pete Alonso. He is not clutch. He no. has not been clutch this he, he season. Hasn't had I don't it. care. I don't care what his stats say. I don't. He is to me. I might get hate for this for my fellow Mets fans, but I'm sorry. I'm not delusional. I'm realistic. He is a one-dimensional player. It's home run or bust with this guy. And his approach at the plate is horrendous. He has no zero, he has zero pitch recognition. You know, there is no excuse for him to be staring at strike three down the middle. He just throws. Yeah, no and he swung that. at that first pitch, and it, it it got the crowd up. It obviously hooked foul, but it, it got everybody kind of on their feet. Uh, you get Lindor on hit by pitch. You get McNeil on single, and it's like, come on, Pete. Like, that game could have been 3-2 if that ball stays fair and he ends up getting exactly. rang up. And, you know, the vibes in there just start to slowly die. And the fans were, were behind the team. They were getting to Darvish. Darvish said if it sounded like they were yelling in my ear, it was that loud. But he was exactly. able to fight through it. But the fans did their part. The fans were – I heard people calling in Carton and Roberts and saying uh, to chant, Darvish or you suck. And I heard it during and the if game. You were, if you were saying that you were confident, knowing full well that they have never hit you, Darvish, this season. Third never time. Have they, yeah, have they third been time able this to season. beat you, Darvish, this season? Uh, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I don't understand what it is with my fellow Mets fans. Wake up. And tomorrow, you know what? I, I, dre- I dread tomorrow being Jake's last game because if he fails to perform, he will get booed off, the, booed off the mound and he will not deserve it because you know what? If he leaves, and I wouldn't blame for this, it, w- it would be my worst nightmare, but if he leaves, it will be because this putrid offense behind him has failed him for the last time. Thanks, Keith. Wow. Sorry, Linda. I mean, this is dark. This is gloomy. This is spooky. How many days till Halloween? <laughs> they about to turn uh, City Field into Spirit Halloween. 
<laughs> you know, I just need some comic relief in there. We can't be so down. It's just baseball. It's just baseball. The Grom's going to come out and shove. And next thing you know, Alonzo will be there. He'll be ready with runners on. Get McNeil on, and he's going to hit a bomb, and the place is going to be rocking. And then you got to come back and do it again, though. Chris Bassett Sunday. That's tough. It's tough. Got to win back-to-back games. And it's funny. I did hear that caller say that the Brave series was a speed bump. And I'm like, wait, what's the definition of a speed bump? Because you shouldn't have been speeding past that series. Everything was slowly creeping up to that series through September. The Cubs series was a speed bump. And that one should have shocked your system. That one should have made everybody in the car say, hold on, hold on, hold on, slow down. We need to take this game by game, series by series, week by week, and month to month, and not get ahead of ourselves. And here we are. Here we are. Jacob DeGrom versus Blake Snell. Now, I'll tell you a little bit about Blake Snell. Yankees fans are familiar with him. He's pitched in New York a bunch, and he's pitched well here. Uh, Him and I had a little back and forth on Instagram because we used to go to 236, 237 when he would warm up and yell things at him and say things to him. And uh, in 2020, we couldn't do that. And he invited us to come in. He's like, yeah, I'll see you when the gates open. And we're like, oh, funny. We can't heckle you this year because we're all locked out. But he's got a slow heartbeat, and he started to figure it out again at the end of the season. He's a Cy Young winner. Blake Snell, he's going to be ready to pitch in New York. They got to be ready to hit. Get runners on, attack him, and make it happen, Mets. 877-337-6666. Keith McPherson on the fan. You got me till 2 a.m. Call me up. I'll be right back. Your official station to talk Giants. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. Download it today. Right back at it. Keith McPherson on the fan. Friday night into Saturday morning. Here we are, October 8th. Another postseason game will be played in Queens. City Field, do or die, facing elimination. The 101-win New York Metropolitans have to hold off the San Diego Padres, the ba- the big bad dads. Who would have thought that the Padres would come in, hit four home runs, put up seven runs? Not me. Even, even on Scherzer's worst day, which today literally was. I think this was one of the worst days of his career. Definitely the worst day of his postseason career. On his worst day, I'm not expecting him to give up four bombs. I was looking at him like he, he's pulling a Garrett Cole right now. This is what I expect from Garrett Cole. And when Garrett Cole does it, I expect the Yankees to overcome it. They have to survive it. But here we go with the lineup for Saturday, October 8th. If you thought October Madness was fun on Friday, wait till you see some teams get eliminated on Saturday. I will be on that. Um, First game, the Rays versus Guardians. Guardians have a 1-0 lead at 12-07. It will be Tyler Glass now. Versus Tristan McKenzie. Hmm. My money's on glass now on the Rays, but you never know. Uh, The Guardians, I I like Tristan McKenzie. Uh, They call him Stick or Slim or something like that. We'll see. If the Guardians Guardians have the TWTW, the will to win, which I think they do. They've been hot as of late. They they smell it. They feel it. They won their division. 
They're one game away from sending the Rays home. It's probably going to be cold out there again. Uh, all eyes on that one. The winner of that game earns a trip to the Bronx to face the Yankees. 407, second game of the day. The M's, team of destiny. I've been calling them that for months. They'll face off against the Blue Jays. Robbie Ray versus Kevin Gossman. Robbie Ray, you better get it together. Former Blue Jay. He's familiar with the Rogers Center. Robbie Ray gets it together, and the Mariners might get two wins and get up out of there. And then T-Mobile Park will get to host postseason games for those crazy Mariners fans. That'll be cool. 737, right here in New York, New York, City Field. Got to get another 41, 42,000 people to show up. Padres, Mets, Blake Snell versus Jacob deGrom. So much riding on this one. Everything riding on this one. Game of the year, biggest game of the year. How will the Mets respond? Call me up, 877-337-6666 if you have an idea or a prediction or, I don't know, a hope. Maybe you just call up and say a prayer. Put it on the mic, put it on air. Maybe the baseball gods will hear it. The last game tonight is at 837. The fighting Phillies, Philadelphia Phillies. Look at these guys. Impressive comeback in the ninth inning. It ain't over till it's over. The Phillies will face the Cardinals, and they're going to roll out Austin Nola versus Miles Michaelis. I honestly think the Phillies got that. <laughs> like the way I think it was demoralizing the way that they beat the Cardinals today, and some of those fans left before that happened thinking 2-0 lead in the ninth game is in the bag. I think the Phillies steal that, and uh, they dip out of there. And then they'll face the Braves. Yikes. NL East. No way. See, Mets fans, this whole thing is... It's just not going. There could be a Braves Phillies matchup in the second round, and the Braves don't make it, or and the Mets don't make it, and then you got to watch the Braves and the Phillies in the uh, NLDS. That would be terrible. Come on, Jake. Come on, Alonzo and Lindor, and we already seen Marte and Escobar go tonight. Maybe they go again tomorrow night, but it's got to be someone else. Nimmo McNeil. Living on a prayer. That's the last one. 877-337-6666. I know Yankees fans are kicked back, relaxed, happy to not be in the wild card. Tuesday can wait. I'm not in a rush. I saw Yankees fans like, oh, I wish we were playing today. No, you don't. No, you don't. That wild card is trash. Boy, I, I, I was at it in 2015 when the Yankees lost to the Astros. I said never again. Last year, they went to Fenway and got eliminated. That sucked. Garrett Cole went out there hurt. Scott, I'm telling you, there's some similarities between Cole and Scherzer. They might be, uh, you know, eight years apart in age, but Cole went out there last year, first game, one game wild card elimination on a bum hamstring, gave it up, and they said, oh, he was hurt. And I was like, why would he take the ball? If you're hurt, don't take the ball. If you're going out there at 70%, 60% trying to gut it out, that's not going to help us. You got to be honest. If you don't have it, let somebody know. It's tough. It's baseball. And when you're paid that much and you've got that much of a reputation, you're never going to do that. These guys, they, they're they always going to step out there and hope for the best. And when they don't have it, they don't have it. They get rocked. And uh, it, it takes the life out of the team and the fans. And it's hard because it's October. This is October baseball. What you saw today is exactly October eight, uh, baseball. Aces being aces. Guys hitting the long ball. That's that's pretty much it. Defense 
and, uh, you know, managers playing chess, making the right moves as far as who to pinch hit or who to bring out of the bullpen. That's all postseason baseball really is. It's all it comes down to. Mets fans, call me up. I'll get out of the way. I'll let you vent. I'll let you ask questions. I'll let you talk about what you saw tonight, how you feel going into game two, elimination game with Jacob deGrom on the mound. On Long Island, what's up, Liam? You're on the fan. Yo, Keith, how you doing, man? I'm all right, holding it down. I got you. So I'm a Met fan, and obviously I'm upset and I'm disappointed and frustrated, but this is a unique situation that we're in. We're in the wild card, and we just lost a wild card game, but we get to go and play another game tomorrow and potentially another one on Sunday. This has never happened before, so I'm trying to be optimistic, and that's how I'm trying to to look at it. If this was any of the last couple years – and Max Scherzer went out there for a one-game elimination wild card, the season would be over tonight. It's not. You still have life. Choose your own adventure. Here it comes. Yeah, exactly. But I was watching, and ESPN had a really cool shot as Scherzer was warming up in the in the first inning, kind of circling around the mound as he was uh, warming up. And I could tell from there, like, I kind of was um, – I kind of knew he might have been hurting Bill. He wasn't finishing his pitches. When he was going down, it looked like he was staying, I don't know, his back mm-hmm. was a little bit stiff, and he, it didn't look like he was finishing his pitches. The same problem that he had in Atlanta. So if he was warming up like that, and you, you guys were saying in the opening before, yeah, that, that from the get-go, he wasn't, yeah, he wasn't feeling good from the get-go. So, I mean, you know, it's it's, you know, in the past now, and we got, Jacob DeGrom tomorrow, so hopefully he shows up because he hasn't lately. But that's all I got, Keith. It's all on DeGrom. Thanks for the call, Liam. And thanks for the good point, right? Now we got to go glass half full. That's another thing I was saying to Paulie for months. Why is it always glass half empty with the Mets? What about glass half full? Got to be optimistic. Look what you have. Steve Cohen, Billy Epler, Buck, Shaw Walter, all of these studs. I get it now. I'm starting to understand. But you still have life. And you have arguably the best pitcher in baseball going at home. You can go to the game. You can help root them on, try to will them to victory. And maybe the Padres party tonight in New York, and they're not ready to go for game two. Maybe the Padres get a little bit ahead of themselves, start feeling themselves across the country, and the Mets punch back, and now you got – One more game on Sunday to take the series. The series is not over. It's a three-game series. So if you end up in the wild card, at least it's not uh, 2016 where they lose to the Giants in 2016, one one game done. You, You lost tonight, and you get another chance tomorrow. And if you win tomorrow, you just got to win back-to-back games. The Mets have won back-to-back games a bunch of times this season. Now when they need it the most, now with this season on the line, they've done too much this year. There's too many records and... Special things. I was talking to Paulie. I'm like, this is the year, man. They brought back old-timers day. They retired Keith Hernandez number. They even threw Willie Mays number up there. They had Timmy Trumpet come. Well, let me stop that. That's not uh, That's not part of this. But there was a lot of pageantry. There was a lot of cool things that happened for the Mets. They brought back the black jerseys. I don't know how y'all feel about those. But this was a big year. And for this year to come down to Jacob deGrom... On the mound on a Saturday night, October 8th. Woo! October baseball. It's crazy. We got to go to break, though. 
we got to throw to the update, right? Or do I have two minutes to take a call? I think I got two minutes. Let's go to Carlos in Queens and see what Carlos has to say. What's up? Hey, how you doing, buddy? You know, holding it down. It's a tough night, uh, but we got to talk through it and realize that it's not over. Yeah, so I was at the game. Very disappointing. Um, Just one of those loss. um, Been a long-time Mets fan. Been there in 06, been there in 07, 08, you name it. Been there. The one thing that I just want to just kind of vent off uh, regarding the lineup, right? So, I don't know, maybe it's not a popular, um, uh, I guess, uh, point, but Vogelback, why is this guy on DH? I mean, the guy's batting, lifetime batting average. Point uh, 2.18, why is this guy a DH for the Mets? You know, that's one of the things I don't understand. I talk to most of the Mets fans. Yeah, they're happy. I don't care if he's good for the clubhouse. Who cares? The cleaner can be good for the clubhouse. Who cares? They need to go out there and get a, a real DH. You know, I just think Alonzo and then Vogelback, I think that was a big loss, man. I just think this guy, man, Buck Showalter, through the, um, remember 95, I remember the playoffs, I remember seeing that with my dad. I mean, that was a big loss. He doesn't handle the playoffs so well, man. I don't know, man. I just kind of like, so disappointed. Huge. Very, you know, disappointed with Buck, man. I don't know. No, I understand all that. I mean, Vogelback was the best option. Thanks for the call, Carlos. Vogelback was the best option, I guess they thought. They brought in him. They brought in, brought in Ruff. Uh, they didn't like Dom Smith. So out of the, those three, he's the best option. They didn't go and get guys like Trey Mancini or J.D. Martinez or Josh Bell. It is what it is now, though, in hindsight. And Buck Showalter's history is his history. He's got to try and defeat his own history, but he was the best manager you could go get, and he's going to win manager of the year for the NL. Uh, He's got one more game to manage. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them, with more coming in. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future. In vehicles and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified diversified. Empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you. A hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyond zero. 
Toyota. Let's go places.